Welcome to the Wedding Film Academy podcast, your go-to source for learning to create stunning wedding films and run a successful business. Here's your host, Lumix Luminary and wedding filmmaker, Jordan Bunch. Hey, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Wedding Film Academy. Uh, I'm super excited for this whole series that we're doing on storytelling. Uh, We started the podcast off with I equated it to the junk food of discussions uh, on wedding filmmaking. Now we're really getting into uh, the meat and vegetables, which is storytelling. And so I, I'm super excited for our guests, um, uh, Garrett and Amber Baird, because when I watch their films, it, they, they make the kind of films that really move you. Um, even, even for someone who's like me, who's been doing this for a long time um, and, Admittedly, it's a softy, right? Uh, but still, their their films they they go far beyond telling uh, telling what happened on the wedding day, but really lets you know who this couple is and what their relationship is like. And those are the filmmakers who I admire and who I aspire and who I uh, aspire to be like, and who I um, am am motivated. Uh, to move forward in my own craft by. And so I'm super excited to have them on. Uh, Why don't you guys introduce yourself? Hey, thanks, Jordan. I'll let my beautiful wife go first. Oh, okay. Well, um, we're Garrett and Amber Baird from Inamics and also Gear Glasses and Gadgets on YouTube. Um, We've been filming weddings for almost 13 years, and it's just been an incredible journey for us. Uh, we really do appreciate your kind words as well. Thank you so much for that. That was yeah, really sure. nice. Um, but we just have the best time with our couples. And I think that's really what um, helps us tell their stories is uh, getting to know them more and just have a good time with them and be not just a filmmaker on the day, but also more of a friend. Yeah, for sure. So, um, tell me, tell me how you got started in this. I, I got to hear, and and our listeners, um, if you listen to the the gear roundtable uh, discussion that we had with Garrett and Clint and myself, um, you heard Garrett's side of the story. But uh, as you know, couples sometimes have a different uh different stories of of what their reality was and getting things started so i want to hear from amber uh tell me how you guys got this thing started sure uh this is kind of funny because it is all garrett's fault i'll just say that (laughs) to start with um garrett has always been the guy with the camera you know you know that guy the guy with the camera and um whenever our youth group would go to functions out of town uh he would you know, shoot all, shoot all of us having fun and then go back and mix it and make a little highlight of it. And, you know, everyone could see it. And that was really cool. I mean, this was back whenever he was doing linear editing, which is maybe dating you slightly. A little bit, yeah. Um, a, so sta- then, a stack of uh, VHS players. Yeah. VCRs. Yeah. So then after literally two weeks after we got married, um, one of our friends in our friend group got married and she said, Hey, Garrett, can you bring your camera with you? Because she knew that Garrett had a decent, you know, handy cam. I think it was a JVC, little handy cam recorder. Yeah, a JVC and Panasonic. Yeah. And um, 
we just, I don't know, we, he shot the wedding and, and it was kind of fun. You know, it's, I, weddings are fun. And then uh, the next year, one of our other members of our friend group got married and we're like, okay, well, they want us to shoot this. And of course, Garrett being the perfectionist he is, kept wanting to get better, better camera. He's like, I have to have a better camera to shoot this wedding. You know, he took it very seriously from that first time. And then um, we we basically um, started shooting weddings, made a website, came up with our name, which is was a whole different story of its own. And um, after that, you know, we, we got our $100, $200 weddings, and we're like, yes, this is going to make us so much so money. Much money. <laughs> <laughs> and by the way, I, I, and using is, the word website on our first one was... Oh. It was basically a JPEG with a link to email us, I think. Was but nobody had, nobody had good websites back then, <laughs> I don't think, unless you were like a really big company. Right. But then um, at one point, Garrett, he was, working, uh, he was working with his dad at his dad's business, and he realized, hey, I can't do both. I, you know, we have to choose one or the other, so... Um, we were doing a lot of weddings at that time and, you know, we just kept building our clientele and our vendor relationships. And then, um, almost six years ago, I was able to go full time. So we're both full time filmmakers now, um, living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Very cool. I love getting started with, uh, with a story like that. That's fun. It's our so, origin story of the, the superhero yes, dynamics. <laughs> I, I gotta hear, I gotta hear another story from you here. This is gonna be a podcast full of stories, but Whoa. I'm so curious about the name. I, I, Inamics. How, yeah. How'd you come up with this? I honestly just kind of popped into our heads. So yeah. It's kind of like, it's like, it's visual, it's eye, it's dynamic. Ooh, Inamics. And it just kind of, kind of stuck. We thought about rebranding at one point. But we have a very well-known name in this area, and to rebrand would kind of be like starting over, I would think. So uh, yeah. it used to be like Inamics Wedding Films, which was a mouthful, and then we felt like maybe that isolated us from doing some corporate work, so we just stuck with Inamics in case we ever wanted to you know, shoot some photography, which we don't, but in case we ever wanted to, uh, we, could, we could go that route. But from the beginning, um, we didn't want it to be our name because we wanted it to be bigger than us. You know, Um, we don't have other shooters yet. And we have had other shooters help us in the past, but uh, we wanted it to be something bigger than our own names. And then I I remember vividly because I was working full time still um, in the pharmacy and I don't know what happened, but Garrett, he's the let's say the super creative one of the two of us. And um, I remember him waking me up and telling me that he finally figured out what our name should be. And it just, it it stuck ever since bought the domain. And I mean, I I think that's been probably 12 years ago for sure. Yeah. Unfortunately at that time we were were doing um, uh, advertising and like the yellow pages and things like that. So we have a local business here in town. um, Optometrist uh, iWorks. Mm-hmm. So we would get a lot of calls trying to set up an appointments for a, a, an eye appointment. To <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, oh, shoot, that didn't work. You're really dating us again. I know. No, dating me. Oh, you too. I, I guess you were there. The yellow book. The yellow what book. Is, what is that? Let your fingers do the walk. <laughs> that was bad. And it was so expensive. We have it so much easier now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. yeah. Nice. 
Well, well, one day we'll have you back on and we'll talk about that. What's, uh, have you moved away from the yellow book? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my goodness. We're in the Sears catalog now. <laughs> oh, okay. Nice. Nice. Uh, yeah, definitely. That's a, that's a story for another day. Um, but let's, let's get started into, into this world of storytelling, um, for, for a wedding day. So, um, uh, for, for our listeners, uh, you don't know this, but uh, I, I don't give these guys questions in advance, so they have to kind of think on the, the seat of their pants here. But, but I'm going to throw a tough one at you here first. So uh, tell me, think of your, your, your favorite wedding film that you've ever done. Uh, tell me, tell me about the story. What was it about the story of this particular couple, this particular wedding um, that made it your favorite? And we, That's already, easy. Yeah. we already know. Um, we already know the exact wedding. Kendall it's, and Mandy. Oh, Kendall and Mandy. Yeah, that's what I was, I was going to say. Las Vegas. That's that's, that's <laughs> those, Ginny those and Mike. Are, oh. We already know. Ginny <laughs> and Mike. Ginny and Mike's pretty good too. That's a good. That's one of the most intricate edits you have ever done. Yes. That's yeah, why that I tough. immediately think of the story with that one because mm-hmm. that's the most intricate edit you have ever done. So last year at WPBI, um, Sony Imaging hired us to shoot a, a wedding for them. It was a real wedding um, at a uh, you know if you go to the WPBI, they have these parties after afterwards late at night, and they decided to have a great big party, but actually have a wedding and invite photographers to come and, and shoot and um, and just have a really good big reception party. So they hired us to create a wedding film and then have it edited in forty eight hours. And so, like 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 any any um, creative, I of course wanted to take it to the next level because you know, hey, it's Sony, and I want to show them, you know, yeah. this is this is what I can do. And so, it, I shouldn't have, but I turned it into one of the most intricate edits that I personally have have ever done, and one of the few time shift um, films that I've ever done. I don't really care for time shift. Sometimes mm-hmm. I'll use time shift for an anchor, like this, the toast or something. Sure, but as yeah. far as going back and forth um, in the day, I just my it's a personal preference. I don't really care for it. No, I'm the same um, way. Nice. And uh, well, you know, it's it's funny because we've gotten this year several of our clients um, after we get to talking with them, they hire us for, to shoot their wedding. Uh, they'll actually tell us like, well, one thing that really drew us to you is the way your stories. Um, your highlights go because it's, it's kind of as the day happens from start to finish. And they, they're really confused when they watch some films that bounce around back and forth from prep to the reception, to the ceremony, back to prep, to the reception, to the ceremony without any really rhyme or reason. So, so um, with, uh, with Ginny and Michaels, you were able to anchor everything to the vows, you know, the spoken yeah. word, Michael's vows. So even before we got to the vows, which something Garrett has never done and we haven't done it since, he had Michael um, read his vows out loud during the groom prep. Yeah, well, at the groom prep, he at was he was prep. finishing writing them. He hadn't even finished writing them yet. Right. And so I'm like, hey, what are you doing? What's going on? He was telling me. I was like, okay, here's an opportunity. Because um, I've never met this guy before in my life. We hadn't, hadn't had any pre-consultations at all it was just the first time i was meeting him and um and so we we had a session where he he, he sat and just read it and then um i got some really nice footage to lay over top of that of him actually typing it up on his laptop and it, it came together really really well and it spoke his vows really spoke to the entire um 
the entire story. And uh, we had showed up at the um, re- uh, rehearsal dinner just in case, you know, there was some nice toast going on. And, and his, his mom gave a really nice, nice uh, speech that lended, lended itself well to the story that I worked on the next day. Um, so that that's a really good spot. If if you get an opportunity to shoot the rehearsal dinner, there's there's just gold in there. There's such oh, such I love getting to do that. Yeah, and you know we do charge this Thursday actually. Oh, nice, because nice. they get more intimate and more they get deeper um, with yeah, what absolutely. they say than they do at the reception. And more emotional too. Yes. They're not as afraid to show emotion whenever. I mean. Because there's no huge crowd in front exactly. of them. And it's yeah. the, the closest friends and family. Exactly. Really everyone, group. for the most part, everyone knows everyone. Yep. Um, and, and of course, we did work in what Jenny said during her vows and also what the rabbi said. But Michael's vows were really the anchor of that story. Yeah. And, um, and it told the whole day and kind of also described what happened, like why we were there, why all these strangers were at their you know, at their reception or their wedding and reception. Yeah, because there was like, what, 500 photographers from WPBI. It was uh, insane. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a challenge, but a, a fun one. Not only the most challenging shoot we've ever done as well. Most intricate edit, most challenging shoot. But right. that's, that's a different story. Price of <laughs> pressure too. I mean, yeah. Oh, Lord. Oh, yeah. Uh, Tony, and then you got 500 photographers going to watch this. And- right. We, we were working alongside Sony Artisan, um, Robert Evans. Robert Evans. So he's a celebrity photographer. Yeah. And it's yeah, just like, oh. Okay. I was nervous because I was like, oh my God, this celebrity photographer, you know, what am I doing here? And he was like the coolest guy ever. He is the most chill guy you'll yeah. ever meet. So, but hindsight, yeah, hindsight, um, before the wedding started, they had a contest to, you know, drive um, people to take photos and really promote on social media this this wedding. But uh, I, I forgot to have them say, hey, just so you know, there's an official filmmaker here, an official photographer. Make sure and give them access if they need it. And nobody knew that we were there to shoot the actual wedding and we were hired to capture this. So I had to throw a few elbows and, and got a few really mean looks. But, I, you know, I had a job to do and I had to get through this sea of photographers. So, uh, yeah, hindsight's 2020. I elbowed an uncle or two in my days. <laughs> yeah. Yes. But I think photographers are the worst wedding guests. <laughs> yeah. Yes. They really e- even me. You know, I we rarely go to a wedding that we're not shooting. But when we do, I still bring a camera. And Amber's yeah. like, you stay in your seat. You stay. Don't you get on that aisle. Don't you get on that aisle. <laughs> That's very true. Block, does she block you from the aisle seat? Yeah. She just there, pinches me hard. There's maybe been one wedding we've attended since we started shooting. That's crazy. Yeah. Out of 500? I probably more than that. I don't know. I attended two this year. Oh, that was wow. that was nuts for me. So that was pretty crazy. Do you find yourself checking out the the, the official shooter's gear? Oh yeah. What's sure. he shooting with? What's he the doing? Last one. The last one he was shooting. Uh, he was shooting with like a lot of my same equipment. So we had some fun shop talk over in the corner. Oh nice. The, the dancing time. So very fun. Any other any other. Um, notes about the story on Jenny and Mike's wedding. That's on our website. Uh, that's probably one of my favorite edits of. Yeah. It, that's on our, on our website. And then there is a really intricate behind the scenes. Um, Sony actually came to our house and interviewed us kind of like a director's commentary for the video. Nice. And that's not on our YouTube page, but if you go to Sony alpha universe and they have a little search bar, if you search for dynamics, there is a behind the scenes and we talk about, we actually go through the editing process and talk about why we chose this shot, why we chose this lens and what different elements we use to tell the story. 
That's awesome. I need to go check that out. Uh, so you you mentioned this before that for the Sony shoot, you know, you hadn't met the guy beforehand, the groom beforehand, but um, you kind of had a consultation with him. This is something I do um, with with all my couples is to have to have a consultation, kind of talk them through some things that I think are going to be good for the story. It sounds like you guys do that too. Um, talk to me about what you guys uh, usually, you know, what what does a conversation look like between, you know, I guess. After after they've already hired you for the wedding and before the wedding starts, sure, sure. We we don't always have. Um, one thing I like to think of is bride and groom brides and grooms who are getting married are probably having one of the busiest years of their life. They're yeah. more than likely finding new jobs, getting new homes, getting married, you know, moving. So we don't like to take up too much of their time. A lot of, I mean, a lot of our consultation is via email and we do Skype as well. And we do occasionally um, meet up. Um, a lot of our clients are away from where we live. So occasionally we'll meet up. But one thing, um, I think setting client expectations through the work that you sh- show on your website is going to give them a clue to, as to what you need. Um, so if you're showing videos on your website that have great vows, letters to each other, great toasts, they're more than likely going to be the type of couple that will give you those things. Mm-hmm. And then we go on and encourage them to do so. Yeah, personal vows. We say, hey, you know, really put the pressure on your your uh, your, your bridesmaid and your, uh, your, best, your best man because, uh, you know, this is we need this content. And. And uh, we'll, we'll encourage them to maybe have letters. I mean, everybody probably does that. Letters, personal vows. Even sometimes on a Catholic wedding, we've had this happen before, where they love that story element. And so they'll write their own vows. Of course, they can't do it at the ceremony. But then later, we'll sit them up in a little cove somewhere in the church, and they'll just they'll just talk to each other and say their vows, and we'll record that and use that. And so that's another really great element to use. We don't really... Um, inspiration and the story comes to me on the day of, I like being fresh and not, if I prepare for it, I worry. I like freak out. Like I, all, all the variables go through my head. Oh, what if this happens, this happens, this happens. And so I, I just, I like to go in fresh and let the story find me. And not only that, a lot of the times you can be as prepared as you can be on a wedding right. day and it will not go as you planned. You know, and that's, that's the biggest thing I like to tell new shooters or new filmmakers is, you know, you can, you can have a plan, but weddings don't go by a plan. (laughs) It's, it's the human element. You know, it always cracks me up whenever I see like a wedding planner give me a minute by minute list. How many weddings have you done? When it's like, this uh, is happening. 1035, this is happening. 1140, this is, I mean, it's like, come on. I'll have some where it's right down to like, you know, 1042, this. Is this your first wedding? (laughs) (laughs) It just doesn't happen that way. So we can plan as much as we want. Um, And sometimes you just have to let things happen as they're going to happen. Yeah. And try to capture it beautifully. Awesome. So talk to me more about that then, like this, um, this sort of uh, spur of the moment um, on the actual wedding day. What are you, what are you looking for? What are you kind of keeping an eye out for? It's kind of like, um, 
you know, I, I'm a, I'm a big football fan, and so I always kind of go back to these football analogies. Um, but a lot of what makes a good um, a good quarterback is someone who can sort of he knows what he's looking for. He doesn't know if it's going to be there or not, but he knows what he's looking for. Sure. And when he finds it, then you know he nails it. So talk to me through like what do you guys? What are things that are sort of on your radar, things that you're looking for on the wedding day that you're hoping to see and capture? The big, go ahead. Oh, you go ahead. You go first. The, large, the biggest thing that I look for is just the interaction with the uh, the people that are there, the social interaction. Uh, a lot of times we'll shoot the um, uh, photo session of, you know, the family photo session of uh, the wedding party, you know, the, all the pose stuff. And I tell the photographer, I'm not there to shoot your poses because that doesn't work for video. Yep. But I'm there to shoot what happens between each pose. There's always laughter and uh, everybody's goofing around, having a good time. And I'm looking for the emotions of, of these people that may have it. They may have not been together for a long time. This may be the first time that they've seen each other. They may live out of state. Uh, a lot of our... I shouldn't say a lot, but some of our weddings, especially the higher end ones, they've traveled from around the country, sometimes around the globe, and it's been a long time since they've seen each other. And so there's a lot of hugs. There's a lot of talking and laughing. That's what I'm looking for, even more so than, you know, where's the next amazing slider glycam shot? I, I could really give, care less. I mean, I like those, and I try mm-hmm. to find opportunities to do those things. But those interactions between people is, is what my clients have, have paid me for. And I did get stuck in the trap several years ago. And I, I still, to this day, I have to watch myself because I'll want to create a story and film for my peers. And that's where you can get into trouble. Um, like, oh, put this on Facebook. Look at my latest, amazing, greatest drone shots with this slider. And I come in with a 200 millimeter on a Glycam and, and circle around the bride and groom. And that's, if you do that, fantastic. More power to you. That's great. But I think it's a, dis- a disservice sometimes to our couples um, because, you know, this is the biggest moment of their life. I want to capture the entirety of, of the, the, the feeling. And and some of those tools that we use, the Glycam, the sliders and stuff, help um, accentuate that feeling. But I like to make sure that I'm on point and if something happens organically, I'm there to capture it. And so that's what I really want to see, especially like the, the groom prep, all the guys hanging out. I mean, there's a lot of tomfoolery that goes on. Sometimes you have to uh, clean up the uh, room a little bit to get some of those shots. But yeah, just that that really fun social interaction is, is, is what I'm, I'm honing in to find. Hmm. I have um, two quick stories about trying to find the story of the day. Um, I always shoot the bride prep, of course. Garrett shoots the groom prep. And I feel like a lot more probably gets said during the bride prep and gets. So, you know, keeping an ear out. Oh. Sorry. Okay. Humble. Okay. <laughs> so, keeping an ear out for what um, some of those key stories would. Um, let me start over on that one. <laughs> That's okay. So keeping an ear out and keeping um, awareness to what's going on around you is really what I'm doing on the day. Um, one of the major stories um, that I really like to remember is there was a bride and groom who met on Halloween and she was dressed as a mermaid. And <laughs> everyone referenced that story. 
Um, because the whole he, day. Yeah, yeah, the whole day she was walking down the street. He was sitting, he was sitting on a porch and he yells out, Hey mermaid. And that was intertwined throughout the whole day. So guess what? When we got to the reception, they had a mermaid cake. <laughs> and um, the, the toast they mentioned. The toast. Though. Both the, the maid of honor and the best man mentioned that. And I'm pretty sure they mentioned it during both their vows as well. So it's like I already knew that, you know, this Hey Mermaid story was the the biggest part of the relationship. You know, that's how yeah. they met. So that's definitely something that we're going to pay attention to throughout the whole day and and really um, hone in on. Uh, another uh, thing that a lot of brides talk about, of course, is their dress. Some brides, they find their dress very easily, but other brides have a, a harder time. So um, a couple, or was it last year? I can't remember the brides, Danielle. Um, she had she had this really cool story about how she found her dress and it was just her mom. And she didn't let any of her bridesmaids see it before the day because she didn't really, um, she just knew that she loved it and she had had so many issues trying to find it. And that's, you know, a huge cornerstone of a wedding day and a cause of a lot of great stress to a lot of brides. Um, Well, I think she started to tell the story and you're like, wait, wait, hold on. Hold on. Let me come over there. Yeah. And so she put it on pause and you got set up like, and action. Yeah. (laughs) So I walked her over and I made her look at her dress whilst, or I asked her, I didn't make her, sorry. I I said that incorrectly. Um, I asked her to look at her dress and tell me the story of how did you choose this dress? Because there was so much. I heard it at the salon, like all the girls, like, I can't wait to see it. I don't know. No, not even, I don't know. So much anticipation. No one had seen it except for maybe the mom and the sister and there was so much anticipation that we knew it was going to be a big moment so then while she was we even we paid a little more attention and gave a little more room in the edit for her getting dressed yeah normally yeah. We, we don't spend a whole lot of time you know i used to take the dress out and hang it in trees which i, I don't do that anymore but um we i mean the dress everybody has, has to have the dress shot and that's a that's a piece you have to have at least we do but yeah. um on this one uh, amber came back that night and she's like, Oh my God, we have this amazing story. Uh, I shot, you know, tons of B-roll of the dress and her, like while she was talking about it, she's like, she's just like feeling it and looking at it and just admiring it. And, and she's like, this is, this is going to be a big part of the teaser and the story. And it definitely was, it was a great yeah. piece. Yeah. And then I, I, I mean, not to pat myself on the back, but a little bit, I did, I shot it really you know, differently. So I shot it really good that day. <laughs> and then like the little, I remember the little uh, flower girls were like, you know, looking up in awe at this dress. Yeah. And it was Daniel and uh, Logan, I think is his, is the group's name. That's just one of those things where you just, you know, if you pay attention and listen, and that's harder sometimes for people like Garrett to do, yeah, you know, absolutely. I mean, that sounds mean, but that it's is true. true. I'll true. say, Hey, did you, did you see this? Did you hear this? Because we get so wrapped up in the technicalities and yeah, absolutely. and the gear that we have that sometimes we miss the point of the day. And that's yeah. to tell the story of this, you know, this bride and groom and their whole family and their friends and the people that came to support them. Yeah. And I think that's why gear choice is so important because you don't want your, your gear to be a, you don't want to get caught up in the gear. And just as just a couple of years ago, if even that long, I was that guy with, you know, running around trying to figure out, let's see, I, these are my lens options. I got this, this one, this one, what should I do? There's something happening. I'm trying to figure out what lens I want to use. And it really, really spoke to me uh, last year. We worked with a, a great photographer 
who was very well renowned in Indianapolis area. And he just had so much kit. Like I have never seen anybody bring this much stuff to a wedding. Mm-hmm. And at all times, I think he had three, anyways, at least three, at least bodies. three bodies like on his body. Bodies. Oh, wow. And he does fantastic work. So I'm not going to say, Hey, that's not, that's the wrong way to do it. That just doesn't work for me because if I was doing that, I would be the guy like, wait, let me run to the truck and grab this. Wait, let me go over here and grab this. Let me go back to my case and grab this lens. That That is what he did though. That's yeah. yeah that, that's that, what he did. He, it made him, he made himself so frantic on that day. Sure. And then that really, you know, made us pare down what we bring and really think about our choices because that overall that impacts how you were able to tell the story. Right. And I think for a photographer, it's probably easier to, um, to do that because you have more opportunities. You don't have to be rolling all the time. Sure. But, but for us, uh, I was that guy who was just, you know, running around and by, by minimalizing our kit and getting it much smaller. And if I put a piece of glass in my case, it has to, it, I have to have really good reason for it to be there because there's not much space in there. And we have a rule now that we have a, we have a carry on size think tank airport security. It's called, we can carry on planes. And if it doesn't fit in there, I'm not bringing it as far as, as camera gear. Now, of course, your tripods and light stands, but it, even my lights, um, all of our <coughs> cameras and lenses, if it doesn't fit in that bag, um, we're not bringing it. And that awesome. has really freed me to be able to get more stored because I'm not worrying about what lens I should put on or swapping lenses or what body or what trick shot I need to get. Yeah, you're concentrating more on the story. I yeah. think we've kind of really taken a strange path on that last question, but it's, yeah, sorry. it's very important. I think it's very important. No, for sure. Now, I was going to say, uh, you know, along with that is is really intimately knowing your gear, whatever it is. Gear, whatever the gears that you're using, if you don't intimately know it, if you're not able to hit the buttons um, that you need to without looking at your camera, mm-hmm. um, if you don't know it by muscle memory, you're going to miss shots that are going to help 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 you tell a better story. Um, and so, you know, that's one of the reasons. Like, even if I get a new camera that I'm super excited about, if the button layout on it is different than the camera I was using before. Oh, it throws your world upside down. You know, and, and I'm probably, yeah. I just won't bring it to that first wedding um, until I know it intimately. Um, because, because that is just incredibly important that, especially for, if it's going to be your A camera, um, then yeah. you just have to know it intimately. This is kind of um, off topic, but do, do you shoot all full manual, Jordan? I do, yeah. Okay. I've been, you know, we're talking about, you know, how to get the, the settings, get to your settings faster. Um, this year at WPBI, I brought a Sony A6500 and and one lens, just kind of walk the, the trade show floor, just kind of walk, kind of my, my travel cam. And I experimented playing with, uh, like, shooting in aperture priority to, just to see, um, you know, what I could do with that. Maybe that would help my workflow speed up a little bit so I'm not... Uh, the, you know, trying to switch settings as often, but uh, that's something I'm playing around with this year is maybe switching like aperture or, or shutter priority to maybe get my uh, exposure a little quicker. Hmm. So when I'm shooting uh, stills, um, I do shoot, unless I'm using strobes, um, but if I'm shooting stills with natural light, then I definitely shoot in aperture priority. Okay. Um, and, and love that. But for video, um, I don't know. I, I just prefer manual. I, yeah, we're, we've been I've manual gotten good enough where I don't really have to think about it too much. 
Um, it just kind of happens. I wish all of our lenses, we have two, three lenses that have the, um, the uh, aperture on the lens, the smooth. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I wish every lens had that. Yeah. That's just really fun for video. Okay. Getting way off topic. Sorry. <laughs> that short. That's okay. That's okay. It happens. Uh, all, all roads lead back to the equipment, right? Oh yeah. That's kind of true. Yeah. Um, okay. So, so you guys mentioned this word, you guys threw out the word anchor earlier. Um, talk to me about how, so, so you filmed the wedding. Um, we'll talk about workflow on another podcast, um, in terms of the editing room, but how do you find those anchor points um, that are really going to tell your story that are really going to kind of set the tone for, for the story that you're about to tell. And um, so in particular, I'm talking about, you know, um, maybe that opening piece that's going to tell your story really well. How are you finding that? I'm going to let Amber take this because she's the one that, uh, she does a lot of the rough cutting and, and pulling in the audio portions that we use. So, yeah um it's it's actually probably one of the most tedious parts of editing is you know going through um syncing all your angles and just listening to what is being said and kind of remembering you know the feel of the day and um the you know who the bride and groom are as a couple um and and then just listening for the very best parts of the day. And a couple of weeks ago, we edited Kendall and Mandy's video and they had oh probably my goodness. the ve- best vows that we have ever had as a couple. I think if I would have, I could have used all of them, all of the vows. And they were, but it would have been a half hour long video. <laughs> yeah. They had really long vows, but they were probably the best vows we've ever had. And not to sound mean, but we've also had some pretty awful <laughs> audio yeah. bites. And yeah. you know, that, what we show on our website is the best of the best sure. and, and because that's what we want to sell. You know, we want to sell those couples who are going to give us those things, but occasionally you don't get that. And so it, sometimes it can be a struggle just finding a couple sound bites and we get that, you know, because we've had, you know, here in Southern Indiana, sometimes, you know, your maid of honor best man doesn't put a lot of work into it and it's a Catholic ceremony. And so you have to maybe find something that the priest said during his homily. And if he said, a couple things that were okay, then okay, that'll be fine. But um, that's the hardest part sometimes is just getting listening to every single thing that was said. Cause you always know, you know, we always start out listening to the vows and if those right. were good, you know, we'll use that. But if it's a Catholic ceremony, you know, you may not have personal vows and they're just the, the boring normal vows. So then you go on to what the best man made of honor said. And if, if they weren't great, you know, or if they were, you know, sometimes you can splice together just enough to get you there. Yep. Um, and then beyond that, we get, then we go on to the homily or what the minister or officiant said. And usually we have luck with that, yeah. but occasionally we don't. So well, a lot of times we'll get um, in this area. A lot of the big weddings are uh, farm communities and, and um, the families of the farming family. And they're not used to standing up in front of, a thousand people or maybe 500 and giving a toast. So they're, they're really shy and kind of embarrassed and all eyes on them. So they kind of make it, it's sweet, but it's, you know, short and to the point and, and, and they're done. But, um, here, this year, this Christmas, we had a wedding that was, had an amazing story. 
and almost no natural audio to go up to tell that story. Mm. Um, and it, it was a very important story. It was a very important but nobody story. Nobody touched on it. Yeah. And even to the point where the, um, that day it was supposed to have freezing rain, storms coming in. The minister had, had traveled from uh, about three hours away to be there. And so, um, no disrespect to him, but he kind of phoned it in and got through it really fast. And so it wasn't a whole lot of meat and potatoes substance that I, I needed to tell my story. And the, the, um, the toasts were okay. <clears throat> you know, that they were, they were okay. I, I could have used them, but there was, there was something deeper that I just, I had to tap into. And, um, being that it was a Christmas wedding, and if you want to check it out, we did a whole review of the Sony A6500 on our gear, glasses, and gadgets YouTube channel. But I did something I've never done before, and I did a voiceover myself for their video as mm. as Chris Kringle. And, and <laughs> it, was, it was a lot of fun, but in the style of uh, it was a night before Christmas kind of. And and the story was so powerful um, that I, I was like, it has to be told. I mean, they people have to – it can't just be another wedding teaser. There has to be a, a story element. And so it was a very sad story. And, but I, I, I didn't want to focus on that. I wanted it to show how, you know, this family coming together, how amazingly happy they are now and how, how happy everything is. So I, I touched on, on the, the sad part of the story just for a moment because I felt it was necessary to tell the entire story. Yeah. But, uh, if I won't go through any further, but, uh, if you want to check it out, it was something really out there that we had never done before that was, that was original for us. At least other people may have done it. But it was original to us, and I, I really enjoyed how it came out. Yeah, well, that's really neat. That's awesome. Yeah, uh, but generally, I mean, that was the only time we've ever done that, and I don't know if you'll, you know, if if the need arises, we would do it again. But you know, you have to be very um, judicial about how you use stories right. like that, and and so um, with like <laughs> we were talking about Kendall and Mandy's vows. You know, they had the most amazing vows, but it would have lasted fifteen minutes. And I told Garrett. You have to get this done in five. And he cursed his oh, way through man, that edit. But to, to pull five minutes out of 15 minutes of just gold was really yeah. tough. But mm, yeah. it was not, it would not have been any better if it was longer. Nope. And yeah. it wasn't any worse because it was shorter. It was, I think, the perfect amount of time. And so what you do then is, you know, we base the whole highlight on what they said and that's i feel that's like the, the best way to to time shift that's the anchor you know find those amazing audio bites and then lay everything on top of that yeah awesome very cool yeah i'll have to check that out that sounds <laughs> sounds super intriguing um and you got the perfect voice for the for the Saint Nick. <laughs> uh, I tried. I had some people on our YouTube channel. It's like this sounds like a young guy trying to sound like an old guy. It's like, well, yeah, that's kind of what it was. It was in my closet, so where it was nice and you know soundproof. But uh, yeah, I, I thought it, I thought it came out pretty good. I liked it. You know, whatever you did tried. You like, uh, did you like smoke a cigar beforehand or something? <laughs> no, but I I did yell into a pillow to try to get my like I with like, <laughs> yell into a pillow and try to get my voice a little little raspy. Yeah. But whenever you try something new like that, you know, it it was either people absolutely loved it or did not like it at all. There was no in-between. Yeah. So if you don't like it, don't tell me. <laughs> but you know what? The couple absolutely loved it. The wedding planner loved it. Everybody loved it. Um, all the people that matter. Uh, we have a few YouTube 
you know, screw the internet trolls. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, you know, it's just, it's not for everyone. And it is so different than you see on most highlights as well. You know, you don't usually see them being narrated. You know, I had a narrator. What matters is that you created the story that your couple wanted to tell. Yeah. And and we talked about this um, on another podcast, but the job that we're tasked with is to tell the family history um, that's unfolding, both in the family that, um, that has existed and the new family that's being created for future generations. And it's, it's a huge task. And you guys took a bold risk and uh, told the story in a way that I've never seen done. Um, probably most of our listeners have not seen done and maybe even seems weird to some of our listeners. But for this wedding, it was obviously the right choice. So the hats off to you for taking a risk like that. Thanks. It actually was a risk because nobody talked about the story all day. Uh, we were, we had been uh, briefed on yeah. what had happened. And let me just go ahead and say the groom had been married before his wife had cancer, passed away. They had two sons mm-hmm. and then now he's getting remarried. And that's, you know, wow. that's very heavy at the bride yep. taking on, two son, you know, I mean, uh, automatic family. And uh, it was amazing. And they seem like the perfect couple together. They, they fit beautifully. The whole family fit beautifully. The sons included, you know, it was just, it was such a beautiful coming together of four people into this family, but it's something that, you know, the groom's brother touched on it slightly. And then, um, but we just knew that it was just too important to, to not say anything right. about. And I, I didn't know if they would like it. I had no idea if maybe the groom would call me and be like, what's what's the idea here? This is personal and, and you know, this is this is private. But um, uh, I, I took the risk and, and it, it paid off yeah, very well. They really appreciated the story. And this is all uh, Garrett's baby. Um, I was actually, you know, inspiration hits you sometimes at the weirdest times. It was... In the middle of the night, he had been fighting his way through this edit. Oh, that's right. I he started trying his to use way through this the edit. Toast. He was, you know, not yeah. happy. You, you know how it is sometimes when the edit just isn't flowing. And then he just, we're, we were laying in bed and he gets up and goes, comes into the office because we work, we work at home and he just writes this beautiful. I mean, the first time I heard it and granted, probably the 30th time I've heard it, I've cried. You know, yeah. and that's a really powerful thing because I mean, I think you said it took you what two hours to write, maybe, mm-hmm. and uh, and for a, a three and a half minute video. But it was just it's so powerful, and and it, you know, it's not a bad thing to take risks, especially with the storytelling. It's not a bad thing. Yeah, that's awesome. Now, when uh, I work from home too, uh, but my wife will sometimes, you know, we have a. We have a nine month old. So sometimes my wife will be up in the middle of the night and I'll, I'll be in one of those zones where you just can't stop editing because you're just like right in the thick of, of, you know, getting the story the way that you want it. And my wife will walk in at two in the morning and I'm sitting there at my computer, you know, tears running down my face, (laughs) making this running film. So, so I'm right there. Oh, you're good when you can make yourself cry. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. uh, it doesn't take a ton for me i'm definitely uh, i'm the biggest uh biggest softie around for sure it nice. runs in the family so we always make the joke that uh, my dad cried when he watched anastasia 
<laughs> but, but I'm the same way, actually. I just showed it to my two-and-a-half-year-old the other day, and, and I was the same way, so I'm going to chip off the old block there for sure. Oh. Well, Garrett is a softie as almost. well. Uh, his dad is very similar, cries at anything, so Garrett's definitely probably the more sentimental one of the two of us for no, sure. He'll, he'll cry praying for dinner. <laughs> I mean, seriously, yeah. it's happened. <laughs> yep. It has happened. Yeah, no, it, it runs on both sides of my family now with my, my wife's side of the family. But, uh, yeah, my dad, uh, he's like 6'5", 220 pounds, wow. construction dude, you know, and he, uh, yeah, he he's a softie. So. Well, you know, that's that's something, <clears throat> excuse me, that that's something that is a, a great thing to have is, is those those emotions because you know when you we go into any wedding um i try to be there as part of the family you know i try to to see like this is my this is my wedding today this is my sister this is my daughter getting married what do i want to come home with what what do i want to see when i pop this video you know into play 20 years from now and by being in tune with what's going on around you and staying off your flipping phone, get off Facebook. You know, you don't have time for that on a wedding day. <laughs> yeah. um, you know, paying attention and maybe you're not recording all the time, but looking around and being mindful of what's going on, um, you know, as the, you know, when, when you come into a ceremony, you can look around and of course the first two or three rows are the most important people, yep. but you can look further back than that. And we've been doing this so long. You, we can see and we know, okay, that person, she's a crier. <laughs> or the people over here that are laughing a lot and having a good time, they're going to be emotional. So when when the vows are being said, when the intimate moments of, of the ceremony are, are happening, um, I can flip my 7200 around and look at those people and they're giving me something. That's awesome. So That's such a great tip. It, it's, it's really important just to be in tune with what's going on around you. No, that's a great tip. I appreciate that. If you guys didn't, you know, if you're, if you're busy, you know, multitasking here, uh, rewind a minute and listen to that tip again. That's, that's a great tip. Thanks, Garrett. Sure. Um, okay. So I want to talk about audio because, um, without good audio, our, our, our videos are nothing more than a music video. Sure. Um, and we, which is probably how we all started. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that was that was certainly how I started for sure, um, and and probably you know half of the people in my market or more are still in that place um, of making music videos out of weddings. Um, you know, which is I guess you know some people are, are looking for that apparently. Um, some couples want that. I've actually even had that request made to me um, sure. recently that I not include audio, and I told them no. Um, you know, I said, if that's what you're looking for, you really should hire someone else. Um, because that's not what I do. I tell stories and I can't do that without audio. Mm-hmm. But I also told him, I said, if you, if you make that decision, I promise you that you will regret it. Um, because as we, um, you know, as, as your family grows and matures and you want to, you know, if you have kids one day and you want them to watch this, uh, you know, they're going to get so much more out of it if they hear yeah, if they hear these audio pieces that really tell the story of how mom and dad um, came together and how they, um, you know, what their love was like 
uh, you know, so 10, 20 years ago. Yeah. Um, so, so I want to talk about audio. Um, what are you guys doing? Um, you know, both through technique and through the gear. Uh, wh- what are y'all doing to help tell the story on the actual day of? I'll let you take this one. Okay. Mr. Well, Gadget guy. Yeah. <laughs> let, let me go back just for a second and just to, to emphasize how important your audio. Are you going to talk about the yeah. longs? Yeah. Yeah. Um, we, we did a wedding several years ago. Probably within our first couple of years of actually, prof- prof- I say professionally, shooting. Yeah, we were still using the big Canon XL2s, big guys. Yeah. But um, we we never do well wishes. We don't walk up to the table and say, say something to the bride and groom. You know, we just don't do that. Yeah. But at the reception, um, the father of the bride, who is just is a spitting image of Kenny Rogers. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. He even sings, has his own group. He was his, his band performed that night. Um, oh. er, earlier that day, he had, uh, he, it was a big Catholic wedding and he sang several of the songs. He just, sang just, Ave Maria. Just beautiful. Just knock yeah. your socks off. He gave an amazing toast at the reception and then he wanted to say something to the bride and groom. Right. So I'm like, okay, you know, it's, you know, I'm here now. You got the camera. It's your dime, <laughs> your request. I'm not going to tell you no. So I set up the camera, went outside where it was a little quieter. Got a little light, and he talked for maybe less than five minutes, and just said some really beautiful things. Um, a few months later, uh, maybe a year later, maybe a year later, um, freak accident at work, and he passed away. Hmm. That to me really just drove home how important audio and hearing somebody's voice is. Uh, every time we see any one of those family members, that you know, the mom, uh, the two sisters. Uh, they they never fail to mention how important a video is because yeah. they're th- his grandchildren are going to be able to hear his voice and, and see him and and, and uh, generations of people will be able to to hear the him sing Ave Maria in a Catholic church with the big booming re- re- reverb you know it's just it's a beautiful thing and yeah. that's just that's so important to us to to make sure and capture those moments I just wanted to mention that just to so so your listeners know that you know it's, it's more than just about that day of. It's more than just about the bride and groom. It's about the generations of, of, of people to come. Um, but as far as audio, usually we have a shotgun mic, like I'm sure everybody has, on, on top of our, our cameras um, in case you know something happens or is said that uh, we don't have time to mic them up. If there is something being said, like a letter or uh, an Amber's instance when she was talking about the, the, the bride was talking about her dress and how she found it if we know it's going to be an important integral part and we have time we'll grab a mic and and lab them up to get that letters um, toast things like that um are you putting that uh are you putting you you mentioned the shotgun which i i assume is going direct into the the recording mm -hmm. with the lav mic are you going into recording that in a separate recorder or is it going into the camera it's just going into the camera yeah yeah we um we use uh, was it called Isotope? Was that the name of it? Yeah. Um, it's Just a it's a plugin. It's a standalone piece of software and also a plugin that it does really good at cleaning up your audio, even to the point of mm-hmm. uh, if you have a minister talking in Catholic church with a lot of reverb, it'll it'll kill the reverb almost entirely. Really good plugin. Spell that for me. Oh, Iso. I think it's I Z O T O P E. Yeah. And they have yeah. 
they have a pro version and they have like the, the cheaper version, which the cheaper version does everything I need it to. I think it's, don't quote me on this, it's around $200 for the, for the, the program. Plus it comes with the Final Cut Pro, um, plugins, but it's, cool. it's, it's really good at, at cleaning up audio. Um, but yeah, we'll just use the shotgun straight into the cameras and, um, that audio rarely gets used unless somebody, yeah. something amazing happens. We, we actually, you know, we did we use it here all back. We did a wedding in Texas and Amber came into the room. There were being gifts exchanged from the, between the mom, dad and the, and the daughter. And she was just there. So they were already halfway crying. So there's no way in hell I'm going to say, okay, everybody stop. Let me get the mics out. Let me mic everybody up. <laughs> yeah. That's not happening. So we're just going to let the moment happen. Cause if we would have it in, uh, intervened and say, okay, we'll put mics on you. I mean, that would have just killed everything. Yep. So, um, so yeah, she just shot it with her, uh, road microphone shotgun and I was able to clean it up pretty good. And we also use that for source audio, but beyond that, like our lot, our labs and our recorders, mm-hmm. we're using the Tascam DR 10 L. DR 10 L, which is, we used to use a little pocket recorders by Sony, which were great, but these little Tascam guys are super small. And a couple of my favorite features, they have a, a dual track recording. Right. I'm, sure, I'm sure a lot of your listeners are familiar with that. So you can set it if, if you're one of those people that like to set for a certain um, input, and then it'll record that input plus another one at, I think it's 10 or 12 decibels lower. So mm-hmm. if somebody gets too loud, you have a, a fallback track. Um, then also the way we use it, we use it on all auto. I, I want to fire and forget. I don't want to mess with it. I'm not a great audio engineer. I, I wish I knew more about it. But for what I need, it does a great job. It has uh, auto leveling. It has a, uh, a limiter a limiter built into it. So I will turn on auto, hit record, put it in their pocket, and I'm done. Nice. One thing I really like about it are pocket recorders. If you ever did auto leveling, as soon as you stop talking, the room noise will just start raising, 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 raising. And slowly you hear this shh. And then they would mm-hmm. talk and it would clip and then come back down. Uh, we did, did several tests with the Tascam DR10L. And uh, we actually did a review of it on our gear classes and gadgets channel. Sort of plug for it there <laughs> on YouTube. Uh, but it, it does come up, but it comes up very gradually. So there's, it's not really, really noticeable. And uh, and I, I think it does a great job. And they're really small. Like they're, they're really, really small. Right. Yeah. I just bought two of those recently. Nice. Um, for my other company. Um, and so I'm excited to, to get a review out on those. That's not what I'm using. Um, I'm using something different, but, but go ahead. Uh, so you mentioned the task cam and then the. Yeah. Well, also on the task cam, um, I'm sure people have had a, a problem in the past, but things happen to us once or twice. If you're using pocket recorders, uh, a lot of, a lot of the times they're, you just plug them in and then the, you put them in the priest pocket and then he hits the cord and it pops out. And so you have no audio. Right. Um, but yeah, these have actually little screws in the top that your, your plug in is the, is the, uh, the Sennheiser type connector. So it's, it screws right. in nice and tight. And then we also use the Tascam DR10X for the reception to patch into the uh, DJ's right. sound system. Basically the exact same thing, but right. instead of a, a lav, connection on the top it's just an xlr so okay. i'll take that plug it into a minus 50 db attenuator and then find uh, an output from him and i do the same thing on auto and just let it ride it does a great job we're all about keeping it simple mm-hmm. on the day um small and simple small and simple the, 
the less we have to worry about that, those type of things. I mean, we, we've tested these, we know they work. The less we have to worry about them, the more in tune you can be with the day and the more storytelling you can do with the day. Right. And, and the less stressed out you are, honestly, the less stressed out you are, which makes me a very happy person. Right. Cause like with the, like we're actually using the Zoom H6 right now as a mixer to record both Amber and I. Um, I would use that at a reception and I found myself looking over at it, running over there, make sure my levels are right. If somebody gets up, that's really soft. I'd run back over and I'd turn it up a little bit. And somebody gets up, it's really loud. I'd run back over or stay next to it. So I can, you know, kind of ride that, that input there. But uh, with our new kit, with the way we've been uh, traveling, really minimalizing and small, um, this, this H6 is just too big for our kit. So that's why we went with those much, much smaller, um, but we know so that. Those cams are recording everything separately, though, right? So you got to go back and sync it all up. Yes. Yes. Okay. We're syncing in post um, using, uh, we were using Pluralize, um, but then uh, the latest update on Final Cut 10, I don't know what editing software you use, but it That's broke it. Yeah. Right. So um, the last couple edits, I've just synced it all using Final Cut's built in. Uh, syncing software and it worked really well and e- very easily. And pluralize so, may it may be fixed by now. We haven't tried it. Oh in yeah, we months. haven't. Yeah, you know, sometimes you get so busy editing that you can't do all, do all of those things. But yeah. Uh, yeah, so that makes it really. And I know that people do everything differently. This is just the way that works for us. Um, we've always we used. I mean, back in the day, I'm going to go way back. We used you know wire, wireless. Um, transmitter like the really nice one and we had nothing about problems with them and we were very early adopters of solid state recorders because of of all the issues we had with them i mean we were using the zoom h1s on grooms until everything just kept getting smaller thankfully because the h1s were so big yeah they got the big top head on there yeah Yeah. and when you have a our first time it became a problem we had a groom with a uh, a fitted jacket like was was made for him. You know, he was, it, it it was his military. He was yeah, in the military, military uniform, and it stuck we, out. We couldn't put it in his in his pants pocket because it looked like he had a big candy bar in it, and we could have put it in his jacket pocket. So we relied on the priest audio to get their vows, which was risky, but uh, it worked out thankfully. But yeah, everything just kept getting smaller. The new Sony, um, we use Sony recorders, ICD something or other yeah. that are super super slim, and if you're on a budget. They're, they're like $100. They're, they're, they're really good options. Yeah, but we like the controls that the Tascam and the dual the dual level. Definitely. Yeah, we were really sold on these Tascams. Yes, yeah. peace yeah. of mind. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. When you're when you're recording at a reception, um, you, you said, you know, you put the minus 10 dB limiter on there. Um, what uh, are you – are you just taking, you know – uh, just the cleanest out that the DJ will give you. Um, are you bypassing his system with any connectors? Uh, wh- what are you doing there at the reception? Again, I like to keep it simple. I, I do know there's a lot of people who um, go so far as to bring in their own wireless system to the DJ and have a, a, a little breakout box that they route his audio through theirs. Uh, I want to keep it very simple. So I have all the cables I need. Most of our DJs have a cable ready to go. Uh, the DJs we work with are, are very, very good, good at their job. And so we show up to a wedding and he has a cable waiting for me that I can just, just plug in, no problem. Um, but yeah, I do plug that into a minus 50 dB. And then that's 
that's the the reason the reason for that is because that recorder is made to plug into the bottom of a microphone. So actually, the microphone I'm using right now, we use that for interviews if we're out walking on trade show floors, like a Photo Plus Expo or something like that. So it's not made for a really hot signal. It's made to pick up just a non-powered mic microphone. Level. Yeah, yeah, mic level. Mic so level. The, the attenuator goes from line level to mic level. Right, right. Um, and then we also have... Um, Backups. A backup. Yeah, so we just take one of our little Tascam DR10Ls in the lab and we... Attach it to our light stand and yep. stick it next to. We usually our have speaker. a light stand next to one of the speakers. Yeah. So yeah. for the toast, I'll bring that light stand out a little bit, and I'll have that little task cam just just kind of attached to it with a basically a glorified rubber band. So yeah. It's a big black yeah. rubber band, and it, it it's, that's, that's our backup. I do a similar thing. I just take the H1, and it's got the threaded mount, so I can put right. it on a light stand like that, and I'll put nice. that next to the speaker as the backup. So right. interesting. It's always fun to see everybody does. Everybody does that piece differently. So that's another yeah. one, um, another piece I hadn't heard of kind of, um, you know, how you guys are going about that. So that's cool. I'd like to – something I tried in the past with our other recorders has never worked. It would be easy, even easier is to take your recorder, lay it on top of the speaker, and just like drape your uh, uh, lav over the top, just sit in front of the speaker. But I've tried that on other recorders, and it's just – it's all – It blows it out. It blows it out. It's overmodulated. And I don't, I don't know if it would with the. Uh, I mean, want to test that with the new task cams. I haven't tried that yet, but that would make your life a little easier. We I have uh, done on the the Zoom H1. You know, they come with these uh, the pop filters, or you can get yeah. the pop filters. Mm-hmm. I've actually uh, tried this before. It actually worked out decently, um, although I, I didn't have to use it because it was the backup, you know. But um, but I put one of those on either side of it, um, so that it had like this cushion. Oh. Um, and then I just set it on a table right next to one of the speakers. Um, and it actually, it sounded pretty good. So Nice. That, I think that the reception audio can be one of the most challenging because a lot of the times, I know for us here, we're running in from, especially if it's like a Catholic ceremony, we're running in from shooting the uh, photo session, the, port- the creative, creative session, session yeah. running in barely beating the bride and groom. Yeah, they're on our tail. They're on our tail, sometimes waiting for us. You know, she has to get bustled. But other than that, you know, we're kind of rushing. And so that's why we decided to try to make this as simple and streamlined as possible because a lot of the times then there's a welcome. You know, the dad does an amazing welcome. Sometimes it's not. Sometimes it's it's just like, hey, thanks for coming. Let's eat. But sometimes it's an amazing welcome. So we want to make sure we have our bases covered and get that. And keeping it as simple as possible, you know, really helps take our stress level down. Um, and so keeping the, the audio yeah. as easy as possible. We're so off topic here. I'm sorry. No, but, I uh, mean, that's, no, that's no, part of it. That though. is part of it. But also it's what something that's really, really helped us is we used to use Dito lights, which are fantastic. Oh, um, I got two of those. Yeah. Oh, oh, man, yeah. Love them. <laughs> But I found myself, you know, some of these reception venues require you to make sure your cords are all taped down, which is is kind of a no-brainer. You should do that anyways. But I just didn't have the time to run in there and set up my lights. Uh, Because sometimes our our wedding is 20-minute drive from where our reception's at, and I never had time during the day to go to the reception hall and set up lighting. So, you know, run in there, grab my lighting case, my big Pelican lighting case with extension cords, uh, with my Ditos in it, set them up and then, and then tape it down and try to find a plug in that the DJ didn't take, you know, 
Uh, so it's just, it was time consuming and, and frustrating. I got some beautiful light with it, but I told myself, I, I just can't do this. I have to make my life easier. So we've, right now we're using, uh, small LED panels, um, which are, you know, they're super thin, fit in my case, battery powered, uh, remote control, anything I need, they're good to go. Uh, down, downside to those, you can't control the light. They just kind of blast everywhere. Uh, I've learned how to shoot with that. Uh, but there's some new options coming out that are like the, they're like, they're called chip on board, um, Fresnel lenses that are small and battery powered. And I'm waiting on those to come out because I think that would be, um, a much needed upgrade to anybody's kit if they want to go battery powered and LED. Cool. Awesome. It's, it's all, this is all about saving those precious few moments. And now not every single wedding we shoot is like that, but a lot of them are. Yeah. You know? A lot of them are in our area. So, I mean, it's really, we think it's amazing if everything happens in the same venue, you know, like at a hotel in downtown Indianapolis. That's amazing whenever, you know, ceremony reception photo session is basically all in the same building. But uh, in Southern Indiana, it's all spread out, you know, so. You may start off at the, the family farm is, is where everybody's getting ready. And then you go to another, you know, big Catholic church, or sometimes the wedding is there at the family farm, but then the reception is a thirty-minute drive somewhere. Yeah, yeah. So we, we do. So a lot of a lot of our days are, are have a lot of traveling in them. So that's why we we try to do it as simple as possible. And awesome. and not saying that it, you know, I hate to say it, but like not that you're doing it wrong, and not that anyone else is doing it wrong. No, it's no, just no. like finding yeah. what works what works for you. well for you. Yeah. No, that's appreciated. And that's why for this series, um, we're, we're trying to interview. I think we're, I'm not, I haven't decided yet, but we're probably going to do like a five or six part series is because everybody does this differently. Sure. And, uh, it's what works for them. And so this is all about helping our listeners find, uh, and discover what are the different options, um, that they can sort of think about to help tell their stories and what's going to work best for them. So I appreciate that. That's great. Very and, good. and it is all trial and error. I feel like we've had a lot more error than, <laughs> than anything. Sure. Oh, oh my goodness. I wish that there were podcasts like this whenever we, we were started, first starting yeah. or YouTube channels or, you know, but whenever we first, uh, 13 years ago, everyone kept their there's, cards there's very se- close secrets, to their chest. Yeah. It was a secret society. And so it's wild to think about that right now, but that's how it was. And I'm glad that the information sharing has really taken off. Yeah. Podcasts like this are, are just invaluable people i think for sure well we are um we're a little bit over time and my producer is going to get mad at me if we don't sorry. Up. so <laughs> no no that's okay this has all been awesome but i do want to wrap up and so um this is time for our pick of the week so um give me something that is somehow related to making wedding films what's your pick of the week Mine was going to be the Tascam DR10L. We've already kind of, kind of touched on that. <laughs> yeah. That makes my life easier, less to worry about. Uh, very small AAA batteries that record for hours and hours and hours. Uh, yeah. And we are. also use the Aspen mics with yeah, those. We and don't they're use... maybe not the, I mean, an audiophile would probably be like, those mics are not great, but you know what? They work well for us and they were at a yeah. great price point. So ASPEN. Um, they were, they've worked well for us. We have several of them. Have never I think they're what, issues. like $50? Uh, around that, maybe yeah. slightly more, but you know, you can have, you can buy, I think we have like three or four or five. I, I don't know. <laughs> 
And, well, these and mics get abused. Great. People sit on them and they, yeah. they, they drop, yep. they get crushed. And I, I just can't, I can't spend hundreds. That makes my like. heart hurt. It's yeah. a, that's one of those non-sexy purchases. Right, as right. It's like, oh, we'll, we'll spend whatever we want on a lens and camera. But yeah. those non-sexy purchases are a little harder right. uh, to come by. So we, I mean, those Aspen mics have worked really well for yeah, us. Yeah, and I do bring them up. I mean, your audio sounds great, so. Thanks. Yeah, we, we I uh, bring them in and I do sweeten it up a little bit with some EQ and kind of warm it up, maybe denoise it a bit. It just depends on how it sounds. But yeah, we we had really good luck with them. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, uh, my pick of the week just arrived yesterday and has barely made it out of the package. Ooh. It hasn't made its maiden voyage yet. But yeah, if you're watching uh, the YouTube video, so pretty. Um, this is the Phantom Four Professional. Look at that big old sensor. So, oh my goodness. I'm super excited about That's it. That's all yeah, sensor, baby. Like, uh, <laughs> yeah, seriously, this is a, a one inch sensor, so I can low light situations that we find ourselves in. Um, I think it's got this, I think it's got the same sensor as like the RX 100 and LX 10 camera. Oh, really? Okay. Um, so, I mean, you know, what so the is RX that a Sony sensor? That's like a, they're all Sony sensors. Right? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Uh, so, you know, I mean, what that camera is like a grand. Uh, so, yeah. you know, you've only got an extra few, you know, 500 bucks to put it up in the air. Right. 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 Um, not only that, but this one. Um, shoots 4K at 60p. Ooh. Something that I did not know that Sony cameras seem to be able to do. Right. But, uh, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Just to throw it out there, Adam. Uh, unless we're talking about like the FS series. Yeah, unless you want to spend <laughs> yeah. 10 grand. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I carry around a camera that takes up more space than your entire oh. suitcase. I know. I, I, we have that camera and I love it. Oh, it's great. Episode FS 700. We have- but it's like a, it's like a toaster with a lens cap on it. I mean, it's, 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 it's nice. It's our, our first Sony ever. But, sure. uh, on, on the, uh, DJI side real quick, uh, sure. you, you probably already know this, but it's new to me. Um, they have an, an option called the tripod mode when right. flying. And I've seen that before. I'm like, well, that's probably for taking. Of course, I'm a man, didn't read the instructions, and have no <laughs> idea what that actually means. But I figure, well, that's probably for taking like time lapses and, you know, just kind of multiple exposures and HDR images. It probably just hangs in the sky really, really nice. No, it's not bad at all. It like limits the, the speed to like four miles an hour. Right. So you can get these really, so your controls aren't as touchy. So if you want these really smooth and intricate shots, because uh, a lot of the times my aerials aren't at 100, 200 feet in the air. I like them a little lower than that to, to give me right. some motion to wreck the trees or whatever. But yeah, it gives you a nice smooth motion. And so yep. I, I need to play Which with that. what we usually want for our wedding films. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We don't, we don't need 60 miles an hour. Not speed racing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so. Right. Well, uh, before we wrap up here, uh, Real quick, where can people go if they want to find out more about what you guys are doing? Sure. Um, first of all, it is our wedding website, Inamics. That's E-Y-E-N-A-M-I-C-S dot com. And then we also have a uh, YouTube channel for uh, gear reviews, tutorials, quick tips, um, kind of everything. And that's gear, glasses, and gadgets on YouTube. Yeah, and those reviews tend to be more about the gear we actually use. Like, we're not going to just rent gear just to review. Most of the time, it's... I told Amber when we started that channel, uh, I like, I'd like i like to do something in the education side of things. 
and we buy a lot of gear anyways. Like every time there's like a new uh, piece of kit that makes my life easier, which that's two criteria I have for anything I new I buy is it does it make my life easier? Does it make my uh, films look better? That, that's two things that I, it's not just going to get it because it's the latest and greatest. And uh, so you're going to see a lot of, of, of Sony reviews because obviously we, we, use, we use Sony. Sure. But as time progresses, it's a fairly new channel. So as time progresses, we're going to get into more uh, tips and tricks like what we talked about today. Um, also editing techniques and audio, things like that. It's a lot awesome. of work, though. I'm sure you know. <laughs> it's a lot of work to do to produce these. So, and then you can also find our DR10, our Tascam review on that channel yeah. as well. And we really go in, in depth in that and also put examples from real weddings of the audio we captured at the end. So, um, and that, that you can actually hear what it will sound like on an actual wedding day. And that's where a lot of our reviews, uh, we really try to make them practical and on the day of like, this is not sitting at home in our backyard. This is actual in, you use, know, in field use, use um, yeah. being paid awesome. for. So that's how, how we, um, there's a serious lack yeah. of that kind of review. So that's awesome. Right. To, yeah. You guys have to check that out. Yeah. Gear, glasses and gadgets. And then also dynamics.com and we're yeah. all over social media Facebook, as well. Dynamics, um, or Garrett and Amber Baird. If you want to see our dogs and, mm. Um, nerd stuff. Yep. <laughs> we keep it pretty uh, open on those platforms. Awesome. Very cool. Well, this has been amazing to have you guys on. Uh, I know our listeners and I've learned a ton and our listeners have learned a ton. And so I just really appreciate you guys taking the time to do this. Oh, no problem. Guys Thanks for having fun. us. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we'll talk to you guys again soon. Thank All right. You. Thank you. The Wedding Film Academy podcast is produced by Taylor Juarez. If you found this episode helpful, be sure to subscribe so you never miss a show and help us out by leaving a five-star review on iTunes. And when you're done, head on over to WeddingFilmAcademy.org to chat with our other wedding filmmakers like yourself in the comments section. Until next time, keep making movie magic.